Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody as ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Edub, taking you on this journey. Welcome into the show. Thank you so much for um Taking some time out of your schedule and listening to um, us talk about the Atlanta Hawks, man. So uh, let's go ahead and get on with the get on, man. And let's get down with the get down. We all know what it is. We all saw the game. Or if not saw the game, we saw the highlights of the game. Hawks fall to the Miami Heat. uh, The first game back from a six-game road trip. And the hope was, <laughs> the hope was to get some home cooking, uh, to come home and to, you know, the comforts of home would, would, would uh, hopefully an, uh, ignite some magic uh, within the Hawks, but uh, was not the case. Hawks lose 115 to 91 and um, folks are just tired. They're tired of the same thing. And I tell you what, man, and, and I feel bad because I feel like <clears throat> I feel like I'm giving you guys the same podcast almost every night because the story is the same a lot of the time, <laughs> a lot of the times. But tonight it was a, just a good old fashioned beat down. I mean, let's call it what it was. It was a good old fashioned beat down and the score was 115 to 91 and actually it didn't even feel that close. <laughs> like it did not feel that close. Like it felt like after the first quarter, it just went downhill and just started to snowball. And it was just like, okay, when is this game going to be over? But we'll get into all that. We'll talk about what we saw during the game. Uh, we'll hear a little bit from Nate McMillan. I'm actually, as of now, I'm recording and we're still waiting for a player to come out and talk to the media. Like, I don't know, like, I don't know what's going on, but like Nate came and talked during his, his normal time. And usually after, after Nate, Trey usually comes out and it's fairly, fairly quick, fairly, uh, really not that, you know, it doesn't really take that long, but man, like it's going on 10, 25 
and it has been a long time. It has been a long time and no one has come out. Now, do I believe they'll come out? Yeah, they'll come out. And, you know, covering games for as long as I have, uh, I know that sometimes players, they'll do this. Um, and sometimes players will do this <laughs> like, um, you know, guys like LeBron James, you know, he'll take forever to come out of the shower and talk to the media. They'll test, they'll test your fortitude. They'll test your patience and to see who's going to stick in there. And I guess the hope is that, uh, maybe some guys leave or whatever, and they don't have to talk to as many people. Hawks usually don't do that, but tonight that seems to be the move. Uh, yeah, we're just waiting here on Zoom for someone to come out. So uh, when they come out, I'll pause the recording and then, um, you know, we'll, we'll we'll hear what they have to say. So um, hopefully I'll have some sound for you guys in the third segment. But um, let's go ahead and get rid of some of this housekeeping, man. Big part of what we do is on social media. So make sure you're connected with us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Hawks Beat. Uh, that's how you get at us. That's how you find us. And uh yeah, make sure make sure you make sure you um just connect with us on all of those fronts, and uh, we would greatly appreciate it. Subscribe to the podcast, Apple Pod. Um, we're on iHeartRadio. Anywhere you get podcasts, you can find the Hawksbeat Podcast. So subscribe to uh, us on those platforms. Make sure you give us a five star rating because that really really helps us out. So. Um, Let's start from the beginning. So let me let me a, a brief uh, let, let me start with something bright. Let me let me wish a happy birthday to one Dominique Wilkins. Yes, today is Dominique Wilkins birthday and uh, a happy birthday to the Hall of Famer. If you are a Hawks fan, you understand that. Uh, listen, Hawks basketball. It is Dominique Wilkins. Dominique Wilkins, and and I will say this, Dominique was my favorite player growing up, and it's still kind of crazy where I see him at games, and I like run into him and stuff, and kind of see him in close spaces, like this was the guy I idolized growing up, I used to try to shoot free throws like him, Dominique had this stance where he kind of rocked back and forth a little bit when he shot his free throws, and I tried to do that, I used to want a pair of Reebok pumps, <laughs> For some of you guys don't understand what, how how important that shoe was back in the day, but yeah, man, I used to want a pair of, uh, of Reebok pumps. I used to want to walk pigeon toe like Dominique. Dominique was the beginning and uh, the beginning of my love of basketball, man. So, shout out to one Mister Dominique Wilkins, born on this day, January twelfth. In Paris, France, man. I know he's excited. His Bulldogs just won a national championship. So salute to one Mr. Dominique. Also tonight, 404 night, um, Hawks were celebrating 75 years and um, celebrating some of the old accomplishments that they had had over the years. During halftime, um, Steve Holman by Rathburn came out and talked a little bit about the Hawks history and they raised the Hawks division banners. Like, you know, that was kind of cool, I guess. You know, if you can't raise championship banners, then raise division banners. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean any shade by that. But, uh, I mean, it was pretty cool, man. Pretty cool. Like, the banners ain't been up there. I thought they were already kind of somewhere, but they're not up there. So, uh, they raised those divisional banners. And um, 
you know, it was cool. It's cool seeing the old highlights of like Lenny Wilkins and all those guys. So if you're a longtime Hawks fan, it was good to see that. It was good to see that. So salute to them. Um, let's get into the particulars going into the game. So as far as the injuries were concerned, the Hawks were going to be without the services of one Mr. Cam Reddish and one Mr. Clint Capella. Uh, Clint Capella. Cam Reddish, I think, was a game-time decision. Uh, still dealing with that left ankle sprain. Um, still bothering him, so he was out tonight. And Clint Capella was out with a right ankle sprain. So um, they were missing the services of those guys. So Hawks went with the starting lineup of Trey, Bogey, TLC, JC, and Akangu. So uh, I know... <laughs> Here we go again. I know a lot of people have a lot to say about TLC starting. And I will say this like my guy Brad said it. Brad said, listen, he said, TLC is starting. He said, I wouldn't start him. I would probably start Kevin Herter. But, uh, you know, Nate's doing what, what he wants to do. Um, he also said that TLC is not as bad as people think. He's kind of become kind of the whipping boy, but... I'm agreeing. I'm, I am in agreement with Brad. I would be starting Herder. You got to start your best five, man. Just start your best five. Worry about all that other stuff later. Start your best five. Uh, Trey, Bogey, Kev, JC, and Akangu. And uh, we saw in the second half, kind of went to, he almost started. <laughs> well, I'm not going to say he almost started Kevin, but. He had TLC for like two minutes out there. Then, you know, he called Kev like, yo, get out there. You know what I'm saying? So maybe we will see a lineup switch or a, a shakeup in the near future. I don't know. Um, for me personally, I just think as long as Lou's not out of the lineup, then you're in good shape. Because <laughs> Lou Will has been really bad this year. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm joking, but I'm not really joking about Lou Will. But um, the story tonight was DeAndre Hunter. First time back since November, I think, 20, November 12th. So um, if you are looking for a silver lining, uh, it was that Dre came back and he looked pretty good. So uh, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll go into the game flow and talk a little bit about what we saw tonight uh, during tonight's game. And then after that, in the third segment, we'll hear uh, some tape or some video from the press conference after the game. Nate McMillan. Uh, DeAndre Hunter and uh, whoever decides to come out. So you're listening to the Hogsbeat podcast. It's your man E Dub. We'll be right back. All right, so let's get into it, man. Let's talk a little bit about what we saw tonight at the game. We were in attendance, and again, uh, it was pretty cool just seeing kind of the old Hawks there, some of the old Hawks and some of the old clips of uh, yesteryear <laughs> with the Atlanta Hawks. But uh, unfortunately, they do fall 115 to 91. Played about one quarter of good basketball. One quarter of good basketball. And that first quarter was about as good as it gets. And then it just went downhill from there. Um, he started the game on like a 13-2 to run. Um, bogey's hitting. I mean, the energy's good. And uh, I always say, look, you know, these, these, these leads in the first quarter are kind of fool's gold. But uh, they get out 13-2, and they, they, they start really well. I mean, I thought the, I even thought they played better defense. I thought the defense looked good. Um, they came out good. But once they went to the bench, and 
it was that daggone when they went to the bench and when the Hawks went to the bench, it was totally different. Uh, totally different because Tyler Hero came in the game and he was good. Oh my God, he was good. Eight points to assist in that first quarter, and he pretty much got whatever he wanted. Uh, he, they just, I'm gonna just say this. They play hard, and it just seems like they just play harder than the Hawks. And every night, it seems like the Hawks play against a team that is more physical to them. Like, every single night. Last podcast or the podcast before, I said, man, this Hawks team is soft. Every single night, they get out physical. Every single night. And so, the first quarter, which I thought was their best quarter, I still thought that the Heat were more physical. I thought they were more off. They were more active offensively. They seemed to move the ball better, and um, it just it it was. You can't just let a team just out physical you like. And I don't even know if out physical is a word, but they did it. And so, um, to me, the highlight of that first quarter was DeAndre Hunter checking into the game with like three minutes left, I think. He hits his first shot of the game, which is a three-pointer, puts the Hawks up nine, and you're like, okay, Hawks gonna come to come to play tonight. And I was thinking in my mind, I was watching it, like, could we have a shootout on our hands tonight? And it was a shootout, <laughs> but I'll be daggone if that thing went one-sided. <laughs> but yeah, um, Hawks win the first quarter, twenty-seven to twenty-one. Um, you got to feel good about yourself after that second quarter. All downhill. All downhill. Uh, <clears throat> a good, again, the silver lining in the game was DeAndre Hunter. Uh, second quarter happens, and they just don't make no shots. And I know that's not grammatically correct. And as someone whose mother is an English teacher, if she heard that, me say that, she'd probably be pretty upset. Shoot 30% in the second quarter. 7 for 23. Uh, you're 5 of 14 from 3, which is 35%. You get all shot. Miami shoots 47 from the field, 42% from three. So not only are they playing better defense, but they're shooting better than you. So offensively, offensively, statistically, the Hawks are better than the Miami Heat. Offensively. But defensively, the Miami Heat are better. So um, the, the disparity from the Hawks and the Heat when it comes to offensive efficiency it's not really that far. The Hawks are a better team, but not by much. But when it comes to the defensive disparity, there is a big difference. <laughs> the Hawks are near the bottom of the league with team defense. Miami is near the top. They're like top, I believe, top 10. Probably within 5 or 10, but I would have to go and do the research on that. But they were top 10 defense. And they were just out physical. And I thought that that quarter was huge because the Hawks couldn't seem to get anything going. And that's Trey Young included. Trey Young had a very, very pedestrian night. A very pedestrian night. And what the Hawks did, they just put a big guard on him and was like, your job is to stop Trey Young. And I thought he did an excellent job. I thought he did an excellent job on Trey Young. Like, and, and it wasn't Nate McMillan uh, said after the game, and I'll try to see if I can get this clip for you guys. He said after the game, Sarah asked him, was like, yo, like, what were they doing to stop Trey? You know, because Trey only had what? Trey had 15 points, five assists for the game. Like, that's very unlike Trey Young. 
he was like, they weren't doing nothing. They just put a big guard on him and told him to go get him, you know? And um, Trey had fits with him. He had fits with him. Like, he was on his chest. You know, Trey was, was frustrated. He wasn't getting that many calls. And, uh, you know, then you shoot 4 or 15. Like, you don't have the luxury to shoot 4 or 15. You know, you just don't. It would be nice, but you don't. So, second quarter was the beginning of the snowball. Uh, you lose that quarter 35 to 24. You only shoot 30%, uh, which is not a good quarter. So, you're going into the half. You're only down by five, but it felt like you were down by more because they were just more physical and they were making shots. And it just felt like, you know what? You're playing the better team. Like, can we be honest here? Like, we're going to take all the blinders. We're not going to I'm not going to kill you guys with metrics and analytics. You're playing a better team. Could you have beat this team? Yes, you could have. They're not that much better. This team can be beat. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're playing without Jimmy Butler. But the way you are playing constructive, like, as of right now, this team is very disconnected. Very disconnected. And John Collins talked about that in his presser. Um, after the game, he was like, man, we're just, we're just disconnected, man. Like we don't talk on, on defense and it's just like, I don't know what else to tell you guys. Like they don't have the answers and, and I don't have the answers. I'm just telling you what I see from the game, from my vantage point. Um, they don't have the answers, but I'd tell you, uh, you know, going into, going into halftime, you're only down by five. So third quarter happens. You're like, okay, you know, let's, let's get things popping. You know what I'm saying? Third quarter is usually the, the quarter where, Trey Young plays the whole quarter, and, you know, he kind of gets going a little bit. Let's see what happens in the third quarter. Nothing happened in the third quarter. <laughs> uh, it was obvious from the outset that they didn't have it together. Uh, Coach McMillan calls Herder off the bench at like the 10-minute mark, which means Cavalry, uh TLC played like two minutes before they subbed him out. Heat went on an 8-0 run. Before you know it, the Hawks were down 13. And... I think in the third quarter is when I stopped taking notes. <laughs> the last notes that I have on my, on my pad, Hawks down 13, Hawks down 19, Hawks down 22. And it was at that moment that I talked to my guy, Donnell, Donnell Suggs. <laughs> he came by and hollered at me. Shout out to my guy. Like, yo, man, it, it's going to be a third quarter type of night, you know? Uh, definitely leave early, get ahead of the traffic, listen to my guy Bob on the on the radio call, and uh, it was just that type of night. You know, once they got up by that by that amount, uh, not saying that this team couldn't have come back, but the way they're playing basketball, they were not going to come back, and it was just it was just a wrap. I mean, it was over in three quarters. Like the fourth quarter was really just a formality. It really was just a formality. So the third quarter. You get outscored 30 to 16. So you shoot 27%. You're 5 of 18. 0 for 6 uh, from downtown. And Miami's still doing their thing. 42%, 35%. Like, you know, they're, they're running like a, like a well-oiled machine. And it's not even like one guy was killing you. Like, everybody was just getting in on their shots. They were getting wide-open shots. They were, were moving the ball really well. And they were just getting wide open shots. And the Hawks weren't playing like terrible defense. It just wasn't good enough to win a basketball game. And like, 
a reporter asked Nate this after the game. He said, I noticed at one point that when guys, you know, when the shots weren't falling, guys weren't getting back on defense. Nate was like, hello, <laughs> I've been saying that. Like when dudes ain't making shots, they get, you know, they don't get that defensive effort. But what's he going to do? What's he going to do? You know, um, <clears throat> if guys don't have that want to, if guys don't have that, you know, just get mad and like, yo, we, we got to we got to dig deep and do this. You know what I'm saying? Then I don't know. I don't have the answers. And as a fan, I know you don't have the answers, but very disappointing, man. Very disappointing because it's one thing to lose, but it's another thing when you feel like the team isn't really putting out the best effort. And I think more than anything right now, Hawks have an, uh, a, an effort problem. Uh, they have a togetherness problem, and they have an effort problem. So they get outscored in that second half, 59 to 40. 59 to 40, you got outscored in the second half. That ain't going to win you no basketball games. Now you got to go to Miami and play them in their gym. Right? You got to go to Miami and play them in their gym. You know? Um... Yeah, I, I I don't know I don't know what else I don't know what else I, I wish I had the answers but I don't. We are going to take a quick break. On the other side of the break, going to hear from the fans. Going to hear what you guys had to say. I'm going to try to dig up some sound from Nate McMillan and uh, John Collins and DeAndre Hunter. So you're listening to the Hawk Suite podcast. It's your man E Dub. We'll be right back. All right, folks, third and final segment as we start to wind this thing down. I uh, wanted to play a little sound for you guys um, after tonight's game, and then we'll get into uh, some of the things that the fans had to say. So uh, here's Nate McMillan after tonight's game. Uh, we just wasn't able to sustain uh, really uh, anything. It really started in the second quarter. Um, you know, they keep pressure on your defense with the movement. Uh, in their offense, uh, they do a good job of uh, making you defend late into the uh, into the shot clock, and uh, we just was not disciplined enough to defend late uh, late in the shot clock. They were getting wide open looks. You gotta be, you gotta have a multiple effort when you guard uh, Miami uh, because they do a good job of moving, uh, moving the ball, uh, moving bodies, and uh, making you chase them. And uh, I thought the third quarter we came out. You know, they came out, jumped right on us, uh, came out flat, and uh, they just really took control of the game. In other words, an old-fashioned beatdown. <laughs> uh, they asked him a little bit about what they were doing with Trey, and I, we talk, kind of talked about it earlier, but I'll let you guys hit, listen to what he had to say. The way they were defending and trying to limit Trey. They, I mean, Martin just did a good job of pressuring Trey. I, they didn't do anything special. On Trey, uh, they put a bigger guard, uh, a guy that his total uh, focus was to uh, just stay in front of Trey. Uh, a couple times in pick and rolls, they were trapping Trey. So it wasn't, they didn't do anything that we uh, wasn't prepared for. Uh, you know, Martin did a good job of just staying in his face, uh, keeping him in front. There you have it, man. It was no elaborate scheme. You know, they just put that big guard on him, and Trey just had fits with him tonight. That's just kind of what it is. Um, DeAndre Hunter came to the podium 
uh, talked a little bit about just confidence and, and staying together. And uh, he sounded very confident. <laughs> sounded like a dude that's just coming off of injury and just happy to be playing. But uh, here's a small clip from DeAndre. Always a man of few words. But uh, I wanted to get a little bit of his sound in here as well. So here's what DeAndre had to say. With guys right now with what's going on. I mean, obviously, we're frustrated. We don't want to lose. But we, we're not losing hope. We're not losing faith. We still think we could win. Uh, we're still confident in each other, and we're going to start winning. So I'm not I'm not worried. You're going to lose a couple games, you're going to win some, but we're going to start winning for sure. We are going to start winning for show. <laughs> the words of DeAndre Hunter, man. It, it would be nice, man. It would be nice to go on a little run, but they have a tough schedule. Um, they got a tough schedule, but uh, we'll see, man. We'll see. Uh, the third person that came to the podium tonight was John Collins. Uh, John, always a, a very uh, interesting person, a very forthright person to talk to uh, when it comes to the media. Uh, let me play his first clip uh, from what he had to say tonight. That want to, that that want to to play hard. You know what I mean? That's the motor, the fire. That's all right. Any guess why that isn't there? When it should, from the outside, it should seem like that should be kind of obvious and come naturally. I mean, no. You know, I mean, I would love to. I would love to say it and tell somebody. Would love to have somebody tell me, "Hey, John, do this, this, and this," and the team going to eight game win streak. You know what I mean? I love it, but I, I, I would love to know. But I just don't. Um, and that's why I keep on saying the only thing I can do and I can you know, implore my team to do is to continue to work and to try to be together as brothers because that is the foundation of a, a winning basketball team is togetherness. So uh, we're going to be together. John sounds very frustrated. And I, and I mean, everybody's frustrated. That's why I said, you know, that, that piece that came out tonight, uh, this week about John Collins being frustrated with his role. I don't think it's him so much being frustrated with his role. They're just frustrated for being losing. Like, everybody's, they're losing right now. And that's where the frustration comes from. Yeah, he could be frustrated with his role, but he wants to win. They all want to win. That is why they're frustrated. Also, before I play this last clip, uh, make sure you check out our mailbag podcast that we did uh, this week. And uh, still very much relevant. So check that out. We answered your questions about some of the trade rumors and John Collins and things like that. So make sure you go and check back on the mailbag uh, podcast that we did. Here's the last one that I played from John Collins. Uh, this is a question I asked him about um, just seeing DeAndre Hunter. How good was it to see him back out on the court? It's from Edwin Powell. What's going on, John? Um, a silver lining for tonight was the return of DeAndre um, just how good was it to see him out there and just not just be out there, but out there playing well? No, we loved it. I loved it. Um, you know, I was sitting on the ground a couple of times, had to get all the way up and cheer for, you know, cheer for Dre a couple of times. It was just, you know, I'm excited to see him back. Um, and as you said, playing well, shooting the ball well. He's been in the gym working hard, um, you know, playing how he practiced. So it's good to see him uh, continue to do that. He also talked a little bit after that about – the idea of, hey, you know, the Hawks have had to deal with COVID. They've had to deal with all these injuries. The idea that, you know, if we get some of these guys back, maybe we can go on a little run, you know, a three-game, a five-game run here. You know, so that's very much possible, very much the thought process. But uh, no excuses. No excuses when, you know, your guys get injured and you get rocked with COVID. 
Nobody wants to hear that, man. So um, a very, very frustrated John Collins, but uh, rightly so, because uh, they want to win. All right, let's go to the fans and hear what you guys had to say after tonight's game. Um, as is the custom, if you're new around here, I always ask on our Twitter, what did you guys think about tonight's game? And you guys never disappoint, and you always have something credible to say. Uh, it's credible because, hey, that's how you feel. If that's how you feel, then it is what it is, right? Um, let's go with Ayo Fonzo on Twitter. Said, defense got smoked. A different approach to offense would help a lot because, man, they're not having fun. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you can see it, you know. Of course, having fun is, uh, <laughs> of course, uh, you got to win to have fun, and they're definitely not winning. So uh, there's no there's no room for fun right now. Um, ATL Hawks Nation said, I need a break from this team. 30 years as a fan, something has to give. He, he's tired, bro. He's tired, y'all. So, uh, yeah, appreciate you for checking us out, man. Uh, DJ Yogi said, these dudes were talking like they really did something coming into the season. They have been getting their teeth kicked in almost every night. I hope they have their vacation plans ready. This could be over in three weeks. Wow, a doom and gloom tweet from my guy Yogi. Keep your head up, my guy. Keep your head up, all right? Um, let's see. Sis Cy Shaver on Twitter said, pretty good. Things are looking up. Okay, I guess that's a, a good uh, optimistic view. Uh, my guy Dewan Goodwin says, tough game. The team doesn't have any chemistry, and it comes off as they don't like playing with each other. Yeah, I agree. And I would be interested. I would be curious to know, like, is there any in the in the locker room feuds going on? You know, a lot of that stuff comes to head when you guys aren't winning basketball games. You know, who knows? Um, let's see, Leafs. Leafs in Leafs envy. Okay, on Twitter, from fan sensuous and pith. We need a trade, but don't need a trade. A new head coach, but most of all, a new GM and owner. Okay, now that's doom and gloom. <laughs> that's doom and gloom. He he went all the way there. He was all the way there. But uh, I appreciate you guys checking us out. I appreciate the fan voice. Much needed. Much needed. Much needed. I like to hear. What you guys had to say. I wish you I wish we could talk about more happier times, but hey, it is what it is, man. We just we, we call it like it is here on this podcast. And again, I appreciate you guys for, for sticking with us and uh supporting the podcast. My takeaway is this. Um at some point you just gotta get mad and be like, you know what, we gotta put together four quarters of basketball and it needs to start with the defensive end of the ball. How do you do that? I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe they're just not equipped to do it. Um, I don't. I don't think that that's necessarily the case. I mean, that could be just frustration, but um, they can't seem to catch a break as far as guys being healthy. And, and like I said, like I think this is a good basketball team, but we just haven't seen everybody healthy. We haven't seen everybody together. And, and, and it's a frustrating watch because right now they just look like they're just falling apart. It looks like they're falling apart and they got to find a way to stick together. Got to find a way to stick together. And a good way to do it would be to get a win in Miami. Would be to get a win in Miami. Um, 
Hawks go down to Miami and will take on the Heat on Friday night. That game is at 8 o'clock. And after that game, as we look through the schedule, they have a back-to-back with the Knicks that Saturday. And then they had the Martin Luther King game on Monday against the Milwaukee Bucks. So, no rest for the Reary. And uh, they got a tough slow, a, a tough uh, road to, to, to uh, what do they call it, haul? Tough road to haul? We're going to see what they're made out of, man. We're going to see what they're made out of. But ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for checking out the Hogsweet Podcast. Uh, thank you to uh, the Minute Media Podcast Network, everybody that uh, listened to the show, retweets the show, and everyone that went by Apple Podcasts and gave us a five-star rating. Like we always say, God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to find him, get to know him, and show him some love, because that is all he is showing you. L-O-V-E love. We out. Peace. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.